Click for Culture episode 12, I believe. It might be 13, but we'll see. Okay. Today I have Chef J. Anthony. Chef J. How you doing, man? I'm good and you. How you doing, brother? Pretty good. Before we start though, I just want you to admit one thing. Haitian got the best rice. Yes, Haitians <laughs> do make the best rice. <laughs> That's all I want you to acknowledge. I won't I won't. I won't yeah, you guys do make the best rice. You do make the best right, That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah, you guys make the best rice. So, man, how you been? I've been good, man. Uh, working hard. You know, um, for the last, like, five years, it was a long, hard struggle. But I find everything is turning full circle now. And yeah. things are starting to move faster than I expected. Um, and I'm happy, man. Uh, I have my son, so that's the number one thing in my life. Yeah. Congrats uh, on that, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And I just opened a new restaurant. Well, I opened two new restaurants this year. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm booked like crazy and it's, it's a good thing. So tell me a bit about your earliest memories of cooking. Uh, my earliest memories of cooking. I would probably say I was nine years old and uh, it was Mother's Day. Okay. And I made my mom a full spread. But like, not like regular bacon and eggs. Like I made her like all caribbean yams i made her ackee and saltfish i made her fried bakes i made a whole bunch of stuff and that's when i was nine i've always loved cooking just never took it serious never until like i'll probably say five to six years ago yeah but i always cook that's what i was gonna say because um before you really started like showing out your cooking and stuff i don't think anybody outside of maybe your circle knew that cooking was like near to you and near to you it's crazy because all my boys knew mugs yeah Shout out to Muggs, yeah, definitely. Jamal, mm-hmm. all of them knew I cook because they would come to the crib. Yeah. I would make them a whole bunch of food. Like sometimes I would make food and I wouldn't make it for them and I'll come downstairs and they would get mad. <laughs> you know? Uh, I've been cooking my whole life. Like from the my furthest memory, I've been cooking. But I started off only cooking for women. Mm. You know, I used to tell girls come over, I make them a dish. And then it'll be the easiest way, you know? Oh, when you said woman, I thought you meant like your mom. Oh, no, you mean like, okay, 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 girl, okay. You was girl. going in. Yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was like my easiest, I think that was the easiest way, you know, to get in the phone yeah. numbers and stuff like that. But it was just a hobby. Yeah. You know, I was more out there like doing stupidness in my life, you know, like going to the clubs, popping bottles, stupidness. We all did that. We all did that. You know, so, and then only when my boys were like, Jay, why don't you cook? Mm. You know, like. You're really good at it. And that's when I started like really thinking about it. And then when I was working at Holtz, I used to ask a lot of people if they knew what Caribbean food was. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't. They might know Haitian culture, mm-hmm. they might know Jamaican, but that's the furthest Gen- they knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a and to me that pissed me off. So I was like, let me elevate it and not just make like Haitian and Jamaican food. Let's make everything from the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Because we have over 70 islands in yeah. the Caribbean. And we have like very different techniques and how we make different food and it's very good. Some things are, you know, similar, very but, similar. but they're all at the end different. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And like, <laughs> take it back to your family. Like how was, what was the importance of like food and eating together and... My grandmothers, my father has been cooks forever, mm-hmm. but they never, they never had the business sense to open their own brick and mortar. Which is a big problem big in our problem, community. You know? And uh, they didn't even know how to start. And... Uh, I got help from a lot of people. The mother of my child, even Kara, yeah. uh, she helped me out. A lot of people, my family, my mother, my dad. And it was hard at the starting, but now I know a lot more than I knew when I started five years ago. A lot more. You know, I know how to budget, I know how to do payroll, I know how to do my 
business plans. I know how to make sure in three months I'm making rolling over a profit. Yeah. In every single one of my restaurants. So I've evolved, you know? And I find that uh, that's what a lot of us as black entrepreneurs lack. Mm -hmm. We don't have that uh, that guidance, right? But we have the skill, yeah. but we don't have the guidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I feel like I'm going to fill that void. And I'm helping out a lot of my, my fellow chefs and everything. Actually, a lot of chefs that worked under me now own their own, their yeah. own catering company. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Like, even I can Jones, attest to that. Jones, shout out Jones, to Jones. Shout out to Jones. Yeah. Jones has pig stove. Even Cal, Cal, uh, Cal he owns uh, Trois Chefs or Les Trois Chefs or whatever. That's a catering uh, company? Yeah, a catering company. One of my other chefs, Alex, owns Alex Soups. Okay. You know, like they've oh, all yeah, evolved yeah. and they've all done different things, you know? So and I'm really proud that, that I pushed that, you know? Like a lot of people weren't really doing it. Mm -hmm. Like when I started, nobody cared about like jerk chicken poutine or anything like that. Yo, what's Nobody. crazy is you're like answering my questions before I ask them. Okay, <laughs> it's all good. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> like, a lot of people didn't care. Like, I was like, let me modernize Caribbean food. Yeah. You know? And even like Chops, shout out to Chops and Terry, they're like, Jay, you planted the seed. Like, yeah. Like, even in Toronto, you see jerk chicken poutine, mac and cheese oxtail. I even heard what's his name on uh, Hot 97, Ebro, talk about... Uh, the jerk chicken mac and cheese, but mm -hmm. in New York, yeah, like I don't get credit, but it's cool. Yeah, but even in New York, so you know, it's I'm I'm happy that I'm changing the culture, and I'm happy that things are starting to move full circle. So let's just pull back just a little bit, like so. You were saying earlier, before you started cooking, you were doing what most of us did: chilling, partying, clubbing, women, all the, all that stuff. Yeah. What was your plan at that point? Like, I what did you reason, what did you think I, it was gonna be? You were at halts, but <laughs> I really wanted. Well, basically, when I was at Holtz, I was, I was really depressed. Mm -hmm. And I used to call my boys all the time and be like, yo, what am I going to do in life? I, I can't do this, bro. I can't just be... It was fun, you know, selling high fashion to a lot of, like, rich people. But it wasn't It wasn't me. Fulfilling. It was, I just... I was depressed. And then um, my boys were like, bro, just quit. Just quit. And I'm like, bro, I can't quit. What am I going to do? Like, bro, when you sell food, you make like $500 mm. cash. So why don't you just quit and sell food every day? Like, oh, that was actually your boys that yeah. planted that seed. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to quit and sell food every day. And that's what I did. So what I did is I took orders, like I think two days in advance, and I will deliver it in every borough of Montreal. Yeah. So I'd wake up at 5 a.m., I'll go to the East End, I'll go to downtown LaSalle and come back. Mm -hmm. And I'll hit like the boroughs that ordered the food. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. it would get there cold, sometimes it would get there warm. But I still, I wanted to like showcase my talent. Right? So that's why I cooked for every celebrity. That's why I did every festival. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Like you won't see me do that now because mm. I feel like I kind of built a staple in Montreal now, so I don't have to do it as Pay much. Your dues. You know? Yeah. But at the starting, I did everything, bro. Every fest, I lost. I lost over $100,000. But to this day, you still do festivals. Not as much. I'm not doing any festival this year. Okay. Oh, no? Not this year? Okay, no, okay. Because I have this, and yeah. this is way too busy with local legend, still season dreams. It's too busy, though. Mm. You know? So I decided to cut down some of the things. I'm, I'm, I'm getting pulled from too many ends. Yeah. You know? And everybody wants me to be there. Everybody wants me to cook, and I can't be doing that. Yeah. So what I decided to do is like cut down on the festivals and just focus on my restaurants and my catering company. So now everything is really rolling, like mm -hmm. you guys can see. Yeah. You know, and I'm really proud of what we built in such a short time. Like, 
five in five years three restaurants. It's very it's very unheard. It's impressive, of, especially in the black black community. What was um your entourage? Not necessarily the the guys that push you to do it, but everybody else's reaction to this. I get hate everywhere, <laughs> but I also get a lot. I get more love than hate. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. But people. There's one thing I realize in business, people want to see you grow, but they don't want to see you grow too big. And it's sad, yeah. you know? Like, when I first started, like, everybody would hit me up. Like, when I was cooking at my parents' house, yo, Jay, you want to do a pop-up here? Yo, Jay, you want to do a pop-up here? And I'll be like, okay, dope, let's do it. But now I don't get those calls. Mm. And it's just because, I guess, I don't know why, but it's not how it used to be. Yeah. Now I get more calls from, like, corporates and those things like that. I feel like people start to fear you once, not necessarily because they don't want you to go, but they start to fear like you're too big for them. But I'm not because I want everybody to win. I'm not saying you, I mean like just in general, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's insecurity. Maybe there it's insecurity, go. but I, I, me, I'm really giving. Yeah. Like really giving. Like like people don't know the ins and outs of me. Like other people do know, but a lot of people don't know. Like I, I, I literally took in a kid like what six months ago, and I pay for everything. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a boxer. His name is Philip, and I and I change his credit. I pay all his bills as long as he boxes and does what he has to do in life. Mm. I'm I'm getting him ready for the real world. Yeah, you know, and people don't know what I do for a lot of people, but people just talk, and people just see what they see. Mm -hmm. You know, but people don't know the back end stuff, and a lot of things that I've done, I do for people. Like I've been giving a giving. Uh, Christmas breakfast every morning to the homeless for the last five years. Yeah. You know, every morning I wake up at five in the morning, Christmas morning, I make a whole bunch of breakfast and I leave at 8 a.m. Mm. But a lot of people don't see that. They just see what they see. You know? And how's, the, how's your family's reaction to all this? My parents are super proud. Yeah. My mom didn't want me to be a chef. She Why wanted not? me to be a nurse. She wanted me to bring <laughs> home a nine to is, five. Is she, is she a nurse? Yeah. That's she's a why. teacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she wanted me just to do that nine to five and make sure you come home with secure, a secured paycheck, and that's it. But I, I didn't want it. Well, you understand it, though. I understand yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and I appreciate it. But that's not for me. It's not for me. And it's not. But a, but a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs in business, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, it, it really isn't. It really isn't. So let's talk about a few of the struggles <laughs> of being an entrepreneur and an owner like that. At, like I only started getting paid now. I was broke. And I struggled for years. Mm. I'm still struggling. My credit's shot. <laughs> I got no credit, bro. I can't go to the bank and ask for no loan. All I have right you put now. Put it all is in my, the business. All I got is my businesses. I got no. I don't own any property, mm -hmm. which I probably could have invested in, but I yeah. invested into my businesses. Um, you know, I lost a lot of money, like a lot, a lot, of money. Mm. over a hundred thousand, easily. And is it like? Is it easier to, to say it now than it was then, that, you're, that you were in this position? Since now you see more like the fruit of your success? I guess because nobody of your cared. Labor, sorry. Nobody cared then because I, didn't, I wasn't like as big, right? So no one really cared about the struggle. Yeah. But now that everyone sees like I'm doing well and everything like that, now everyone wants like, how did you do it? Mm. Right? But before, no one really cared. It was more like, oh, what's your next move? Or, or what do you want to do moving forward? Like... Oh, I want to do a couple of pop-ups here, here. Oh, okay, I can help you out. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. But now, no one wants to give a helping hand as much as they used to, because no one wants to see you. Everyone wants to see you do well, but not do better than that. Yeah. And that is a straight fact in life. Period. I want to go back to something you said, um, like a, like about five years ago when you started, the whole cooking, restaurant, 
prep meals, catering. It wasn't part of our environment, community, culture. Yeah. So what what does it feel to to like to know that you're one of the reasons why it's so big now? It's here. It's humbling. Yeah. It's so humbling, and um, I can if I could help anybody move forward, I would. If any like entrepreneur comes to me like Jay, I have a business plan. I might even invest. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I'm doing a lot of things next year that. You see, like, the Jewish community, they invest in a lot of the Jewish businesses as long yeah. as it makes sense. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. I want to really, really, really continue the marathon. And not to say because Nipsey Hussle was doing it. I've been on that before I even knew who Nipsey Hussle was. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because me and Nipsey, our birthdays are the same day. We're born on the same year. Oh, shit. You know? And I'm a Leo just like him, and I've always had that wanting to like give back like entrepreneur and my to me success has nothing to do with money has to do with how many people you could put on to be just as successful as you Mm -hmm. moving forward Mm -hmm. and i've always said that so a lot of the people that that have been hired by me like all my shifts start off right now at 15 16 dollars an hour yeah usually you go to baton rouge or any of those big corporations you start off at 13 an hour Mm -hmm. and the reason i do that because I want them to be happy working for me. I want them to give their all, their passion. Yeah. You know, I want them to strive for more goals. Some of them don't even have culinary degrees, you know, and that's nothing to me. Mm-hmm. As long as you have passion and drive and you love food, that's all that matters. And again, to, the, to what you just said, um, how, what was your learning process? Where did you learn or who did you learn from? My father. Okay. My father, my two grandparents. I went to culinary school for six weeks to kick me out. Yeah. Oh, they kicked you out? St. Pius. What'd you do, man? I never went. I had too many catering. <laughs> I had caterings because the first season dreams that I had, I lived there. Okay. Right? And then I, I saved money and I invested 100 k with an SBL, small business loan. I invested 100000 into like the leasehold improvements. And uh, that's when I opened the first little like box season dreams that were like in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And uh, then everything grew from there. Mm. All right. And... So the first restaurant, right? What were you trying to create when you opened it? I was trying to create something dope and different, but I wanted people to be aware of what Caribbean food was. Okay. I wanted people to be aware that we weren't only known for jerk chicken and veal. Mm. I wanted people to be aware about how dope Caribbean food is. And to me, not just because I'm Caribbean. Yeah. Caribbean food is top by bar none, the best food in the world. I don't care what you say. It's true. You can, you can't, you can't. I can tell you so many facts why Caribbean food is the best. And I mean, I'm no expert, but it feels like even on spices alone, yeah. no other type Marination of food process, oh, yeah, yeah, spicy yeah, yeah. cooking techniques. Yeah. Just the way everything. It's just that we never elevated our food. Ours is riz, sauce pois, chicken, and we put it on a plate and we serve it. Yeah. You know, and that's how we grew up because that goes back even to slavery times because exactly. we had this marinate our meat, season it, and we had to make sure that it would stay good so we could cook it because yeah. they would give us the scraps. Exactly. Like now, everyone like loves oxtail and loves like, but that shit, they, they fed us to us as slaves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but now all the big restaurants have yeah. like oxtail ravioli and they're selling it for like 60 bucks a plate. Yeah. But they used to set, they used to give that to us because we were Cause they didn't slaves. Want it. Yeah. Because they didn't want it. But now they're giving it to us. Now everyone's loves it. They want it. it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy how things come full circle. It is. It is. Um, talk about building the brand, because it's funny. Um, just yesterday I was at a I was at an event, 
Jeff Staples event, and somebody asked him, um, what do you think somebody should do if they want to open a brand, they want to start a brand? And he was like, yo, don't start a brand, brand yourself first. And I feel like you did that a lot. You are a brand. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. People don't understand everything you do is a brand. Mm -hmm. You talk to people, you're branding yourself. So everyone's going to remember you. Like, Jay Anthony is a brand. You're a brand. He's a brand. So I feel like people want to like, oh, I want to build my brand. But you have to build yourself. He's very right. You have yeah. to build yourself first. And the reason I built myself is because I'm my food. You know what I'm saying? Season. Everyone knows me as Season Dreams. Like, people talk to me like, yo, Season Dreams. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm Chef J. Anthony, you know? But, and that's why I wanted to pull away from a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now Season Dreams runs on its own. I'm, I'm, I'm there three times a month, you know? And <laughs> when you build a brand, you've got to realize that your first, like when you first meet somebody, they analyze you right away. Yeah. And people don't realize that, you know, you got to take like, if you got to take that extra step, that extra hour to make sure your brand is on point, make sure mm -hmm. it's on point because everyone's going to remember that first time they met you. The first, first, first time. I don't remember anybody from the first, until the first time I meet them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they, if they have like an, an energy of like, of ambition and strife and like, and they want to gain some, like, they want to gain, the, they want to gain but they want to gain into a, into a way into a way where it's um, organic. Yeah. You know, where people start talking about it organically. Because even though Instagram is the number one tool for marketing, word of mouth is still very yeah, strong. Yeah, still yeah. Nothing beats that. Very strong. You know, and that's what I did. I cooked for every celebrity: Drake, The Weeknd, Schoolboy Q, Ty Dollar Sign, Chad Ocho, and I did that free. Mm -hmm. My first thing I did, I contacted Ricky D. Shout out to Ricky D. And I said, every celebrity you bring down, I'm gonna cater for free. And I will come all out of my pocket. Mm. And that's how I built it. Me cooking for all these celebrities. I want you to repeat that. Because it's funny, I just had a similar situation with someone. Yeah. It wasn't about me, it was about something else. But I want you to repeat that. Okay. So when I first started off, I yeah. contacted Ricky D. Yeah. And I said, every celebrity that you bring down, I want to know the dates. Mm. And I am going to cater yeah. backstage for them for free. And I, all I want in return is a picture. And he said, okay. And that's how I catered for every celebrity. Well, not The Weeknd and Drake, because they're a little bit different. Yeah. But School Schoolboy Q, Ty Dollar Sign, Chad Ochocinco, August Alsina, uh, Movado, Alkaline. Like, the list goes on. I'm even forgetting people, mm -hmm. you know? And I did that because perception is everything, mm -hmm. you know? And if I'm taking pictures with all these celebrities all the time cooking for them, people look at Instagram, oh, he's cooking for these guys. It yeah. has to be crazy. You know what I'm saying? So one like turns into 50 likes. 50 likes turns into 100. 100 turns into 300. And then you really start to build momentum. Yeah. Organically, you know? You're not you're not paying for followers. You're not <laughs> you're not there trying to like like make people like, "Yo, bro, talk about my stuff." No, you're doing it yourself and people mm -hmm. are like sharing it without you even realizing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you build a brand. You got to take you gotta take losses, bro. You have mm. no choice. You have no choice. Unless your parents are super rich, but even then you're still taking a loss because your parents are gonna invest in your business. Yeah. So no matter what, you're still taking a loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, was it easy to build that 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 relationship with Ricky? Yeah, because Ricky's good friends with my family. Okay, okay, okay. And I and I was when I did my, my plan, 
I'm like, how do I get my Instagram bigger? It was all about Instagram. Yeah. And that was the only way. And another way I did it is I did every festival. Every single festival. And that was one of the hardest things I could have done in my life. And I and I, I can attest to that. Like a lot of times you'd be at festivals and somebody would be like, yo, the festival was whack, but season's dream was good. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have the long I would have a my first festival I did, whatever the first You did have the longest line, yeah. <laughs> was a lobster fest. I was killing lobsters, they were all alive. First off, I got there an hour late. Mm. There was people all there. I was killing lobsters knife through head, okay? Putting them straight on the grill. And people were waiting four and a half hours for a half a lobster. Do you know how long it takes to wait four and a half hours for a half a lobster, bro? In it a takes lineup? four and a half hours, yes. Bro, I would never wait four and a half hours to no do matter not what. Even to beat Barack Obama, bro. I ain't waiting four and a half hours. But people waited. Yeah. And I was like, I must have something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I won Putin Fest three years in a row. Um, Taste of the Caribbean, longest lineup. I don't even want to talk about what I've done for Reggae Fest. Mm. You know? Uh, Monkland Fest. Pride Fest. Uh, the list goes on. But I always made sure that even if I lost, I won. Because mm. marketing is great. Yeah, yeah. You know? And every festival, you, you can't get pay at for. least... You can't, There's some marketing you can't pay for. Yeah, you get at least $2,000 worth of marketing in every festival. Yeah every festival you know so that was one of the biggest that was one of the biggest things I wanted to do was market my company and talk about how also like people outside of Caribbean culture how did they embrace the food well some especially of them, the ones that sorry especially the ones that were discovering Caribbean food for the first time well some of them took it a little some of them said it was too spicy okay but a lot of people don't understand that not every Caribbean person eats spicy mm-hmm my grandmother hates spicy. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of old Caribbean people that don't like spicy. You know, we, we're human. We suffer with ulcers. We suffer with yeah. high blood pressure. We suffer with the same thing that everybody else suffers with. Nothing, not everything Caribbean is spicy. And that's what people have to realize. But a lot of people embraced it. Mm-hmm. Because what I did is, instead of me doing a jerk chicken plate, I did a jerk chicken poutine. Instead of me doing <coughs> uh, a mac and cheese with pulled pork, I did a mac and cheese with jerk pork. So that was also like a kind of marketing scheme. Yeah, to bring in the North American culture into that that cuisine. Okay, okay, okay. You know? Instead of me doing like a a submarine with like pulled pork, I'll do a jerk chicken sub, but Mm -hmm. the the bread will be made as a fried bake. Okay. So I'll elongate the bread, it'll be a fried bake, and I'll make the jerk chicken and put it inside the bread. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I figured out ways for people to understand what the dishes were, but Caribbean, but Americanized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... So now you have three spots, yep. including this one. This one's called? Marché des Cruzés. Marché des Cruzés. So <laughs> what's the difference between the three spots? Season Dreams is a franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the menus hardly ever change. Season Dreams I always compare to as a Caribbean Kentucky. Okay. That's what I say when people say Caribbean Kentucky. Local Legend is a tropical lounge bar. And Marché des Cruzés is more of a grill house. So we do everything on the grill. So And we do everything seafood. So like we do grilled fish, octopus, um, grilled shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> I, try, I try to want to make a marché de cuisine like when you go to Barbados and you're like at Oyston's mm. Fish Friday or any of those things where you'll go on the beach and you'll get like like grilled fish. And, like fresh. You know, and breadfruit and all those kind of things, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I wanted to do more here. But if you go to any of the restaurants, the only thing that you'll have here 
and all the restaurants is the mac and cheese. Otherwise, okay. every other menu is different. So that's the favorite, the mac and cheese. It surpassed, I think, the platino. I, don't, I fuck with the mac and cheese. I, I swear, I, <laughs> I don't even know how it passed the platino, but it, it has. But I always order jerk chicken mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah. I like the ox. I think the oxtail mac and cheese is better. I've never tried it. It's really good. Yeah? I I'm going to have to try that. Try that next time. <laughs> so what's the most un unexpected thing in this whole venture that you'd have to face? Unexpected? Bad or good? What? Bad or good? Both. I would say the most unexpected was uh, linking up with Boy Wonder. Mm -hmm. I would say that was most unexpected. What came of that? Uh, that's real. How did it come up? Well, how did it come up and what came of it? <laughs> well, that's what that's what Toronto is about. That venture with him. Uh, how it happened? It Dirtwork linked us up. Shout out to Dirtwork. Dirt um, They're giving me the runaround, but that's not, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Dirtwork, but uh, that was one of the most unexpected. Like. And the thing is, I was so stunned, you know what I mean? Like, he came to my restaurant, and then he loved it, and then he came back again, he's like, I want to do business, you yeah. know? So to me, that was very humbling, you know? Because that's something you strive for. Like, you strive for, like, a big celebrity artist, like, loving your brand and being like, I want to invest in you, yeah, not yeah, your yeah. brand, you know? Um, I would say the worst part of my business is having bad partners. I've had partners, mm -hmm. you know? I don't want to say no names, but yeah. I've had partners that I had to like get rid of, and uh, those partners now own their own stuff okay. with a lot of the dishes that I've created. Okay. So, I would say that's probably one of the the most shittiest things. Yeah. Because you teach somebody your craft, and they would replicate it, and then open their own restaurant, mm -hmm. and then people think they've done it yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But I would say. I really I, I just dealt with a lot of shit I dealt with a lot of haters I dealt with a lot of uh, when you're in the food industry you have Yelpers and Anthony Bourdain that's why he shout out to Anthony Bourdain rest in peace that's why he hates Yelp mm -hmm. because people have now when you have social media everybody has a platform yeah right and everybody doesn't know that you put a lot of work into it like for instance um, there was a <coughs> somebody wrote something about tropical paradise okay on Facebook and that had probably about 50 shares and 300 comments about how Tropical Paradise overcharged or whatever but people don't understand that that's a family that worked their whole life to build what they built yeah. and for you to have such a quick thing on social media to post something you don't realize what you're doing to, yeah. a, to somebody who's built everything and people don't see that they just yeah. see what they see and they're they're quick. They're quick. They're very quick to be on social media and say what they have to say. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of my hardest things. You got to have a thick skin in this business. Dealing with people. Yeah. Criticism. Criticism. But I mean, criticism. <laughs> you need criticism also. Yeah, but food is different. There's so many. There's so many variables. Service, food, warmth, uh, speed of food, plating, texture, taste. Uh, if. Bro, there's so many things. But are you open to criticism? Of course. Okay. I have no choice. I'm open. <laughs> Even my chefs, they create dishes, and I'm like, okay, put it on the menu. You know? You have to be open to criticism. Yeah. Especially because now it's like, I have no choice. If I couldn't be open to criticism, I'll shut down my Instagram. <laughs> I have no choice, bro. I have no choice. You get, you get a lot of bad comments? No, well, not I'll, a lot, I'll, but you get some bad comments? I would say out of 10... 8%, eight percent, eight out of ten is great, yeah. and I get my twenty percent. That's not as good. And how you deal with that? 
I give her, I tell them come back and get it. I'm gonna cook you the food, and it's done after. That. <laughs> because sometimes they don't recreate the dish that I do exactly, which is very hard because it's Caribbean food. Normal. But I just let them know come back. I give them a couple of shots, and I create them the dopest dish. Yeah. And I give them more and more and more, and then everything's changed. So what's next for you, man? Ontario. Oh. This is my last restaurant in, in Montreal. In Quebec. It's my last restaurant, Ontario's next year. You think it's it'll be easier down there? Yeah. Is, is it going to be in Toronto or? Can't tell you. Can't say. Can't tell you. Yeah. But it's Ontario. Uh, it's going to be a really big venture. Okay. Really big. Like, really big. Mm. Like, I don't even just mean restaurants. I'm talking about overall business experience. Kind of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, real crazy shit. And when you plan on that, for that to drop? Next year, summer should be open. Next year, summer? And um, you have, you've gotten any love from down south? Oh yeah, I, a lot of the a lot of the chefs we follow each other. A lot of celebrity chefs we follow each other. We speak a lot. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing a lot of events in Toronto moving forward. Yeah. Uh, I'll be go, I'll be going to New York in the next couple of weeks. I was actually supposed to go to New York last month to do something on uh, I forgot because you know you know Christelle 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 Black Girl. She's my PR. She takes care of that. Christelle, Christelle. Christelle. You know Christelle. I know you don't know Christelle. Christelle, 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 Christelle. She's Haitian. You know Christelle, bro. There's a lot of Haitian Christelles. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I'll show you a picture later. You understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really want... What's next is really Ontario, but I really want to invest in my black community. Mm -hmm. And not invest... Like, I want to invest without major. any give back. Yeah. I just want to help them. And I want them to build. Either it be restaurants, either it be a consulting company, yeah. either it be a cleaning company. I don't give a shit. You know what's dope, man, when I'm thinking about it? You've, you've worked with Jones. Because I know where Jones comes from. You know where Jones comes from. Of course. And to see you work with Jones and now to see Jones working with kids in schools, that shit's beautiful, yeah. man. That yeah. shit and is dope. And you know what's the craziest thing is one... Uh, <coughs> James Lane approached me yeah. for that venture. I, I thought of Jones right away. Yeah. Right away. Because Jones has that that personality where he can make kids actually mm -hmm. change the narrative. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And change the way they think and change what they love. And now I see him doing it on his own. Yeah. And it's amazing to see. Very you know, dope. It's amazing to see. Like, who else? Who else is doing? Like, uh, Carl. Carl Situt. Mm -hmm. Like, he started off with me, bro. And now he's like killing the game and catering. Like killing it, you know what I'm saying? And What's the name of his company? Um, Jewel Chef. Okay. Jewel Chef. Okay. Shout out to Jewel Chef and Pink Soap. Um, and now he's killing it, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And those things I love. I love it. And people might be like salty. I don't. Everybody can eat. <laughs> Everybody can eat. And that's not, Literally. And that's a that's an issue. Though. Yeah. People yeah, yeah. think like, oh, you're taking. No, you're not, bro. Everybody can eat. Like. Carl's not taking business from me. Mm -hmm. Jones ain't taking business from me, and they're not, and I'm not taking business from them. Yeah. They're all eating themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Jones now runs Season Dreams. I'm never there. <laughs> People think Jones is like, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Because that brings his brand bigger. Now he's able to say like, yeah, I'm the head chef at Season Dreams, and I have my own catering company. How can I help you do other things? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Pink Stove too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like other things in life, like other things is now changing, right. right? Now I'm elevating and doing other things and now they're elevating and doing their own thing. Okay. You know, and I, and I embrace it. 
Like I embrace it. No hate. All love. Any questions? Anything? I'm like I'm with it to help anybody. Anybody in my well, anybody in my culture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really want to build our culture. Yeah. I think our culture is too dope, and our food is too good for us not to have like. 50 Caribbean restaurants. Yeah. But I know there's 50 Italian restaurants. Exactly. I know there's 50 French restaurants. Mm -hmm. I know there's 50 Putin restaurants. Yeah. But why isn't there 50 Caribbean restaurants? And there aren't enough because a lot of neighborhoods don't even have Caribbean restaurants. Exactly. Bro, there's not one res Caribbean restaurant in Ottawa. Not one. You're lying. Stop playing. I'm not lying to you. Stop playing. There's not one. Not even a Haitian restaurant. Maybe. But I've done a lot of market research and there's not one. Damn. I have to work on that one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, man, thanks for coming through, bro. Pleasure, bro. Thank you for coming, man. Sorry about <laughs> everything, you know, but thank you no guys worries, for coming. No worries, man. No worries. It was greatly appreciated. Anytime we can do more podcasts or whatever, let me know. For sure. And let them know where they can uh, they can find you and the restaurants, everything, man. <laughs> well, you can find me uh, Season Dreams. That's in uh, Verdun or Cote St. Paul. Also, Local Legend. We got on Saint Laurent right across from Moishis, uh, 3910 Boulevard Saint Laurent. And now my newest project, Marché des Clusiers, 400 de la Commune, West. So come see me, and uh, every single restaurant has a different kind of twist. Mm. So come see me. We're going to do more things. We're doing Brunch Squad with Steve Daniels here for about 200 yeah. people. We're going to start doing Caribbean day parties here soon. So it's going to be really cool. Very different. What mm -hmm. we have in Toronto, we're going to start having here now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know? so thank you, man. My pleasure, bro. Thank One you. One more thing for me. Why don't you do a drop? What? J. Anthony, Click for Culture. Oh, uh, this is this is Chef J. Anthony, and we're at Click for Culture. Dope. All right. Lord, Lord, Man. Pleasure. What I'm going to do. Oh. Lord, Lord, y'all. <laughs> Shit is all true. Mmm, fried chicken, fly vixen Give me heart disease but need you in my kitchen You a bird but you ain't a key Got wings but you can't fly away from me Driving in your bucket seats all the way from Kentucky to fuck with me Look what you done to me, was number one to me After you shower, you win your gold medal flower Then you rub your hot oil for about a half an hour You in your hot tub, I'm looking at you salivating Dry you off, I got your paper towel waiting Lay it down cause you're red hot Louisiana style, you make my head rock Then I flop to the bed, then plop When we done, I need rest Don't know what part of you I love best Your legs or your breasts Mrs. Fried Chicken, you gon' be a nigga deaf Created by Southern black women To serve massive guests You gon' be a nigga deaf Mrs. Fried Chicken, you was my addiction Dripping with hot cholesterol like Greeks with his falafel, Italian with his tomato pasta What roti is to a roster, trapping me You and your friend mac and cheese, candy ends, collard greens But you knocking me to my knees, it's killing me when I miss high Nothing I need more than the fish fry Shit, it tastes good, I can't lie It's like you walking out the tennis alone When I pull you out the oven from bacon, I got you on my mind Rubbing that suntan lotion all up over your body So amazing how you sparkle when I glaze you swine Hey, my pretty ham hock It's so feminine the way you submitted and how you get me power to massage me to shower you with lemon water marinate you in season and dip you in chowder baby it's like you at the spa the way you gently lay in the pan while enjoying your buttermilk treatment i sit and watch the grease sizzle bubbling on your skin despite the funny fragrance still i lick my finger frequent 
in any event I'm reflecting on all the signs that I got saying that I shouldn't fuck with you But the way that you would taste make you hard to resist When I put my mouth on you, but that's another issue Butterflies up in my stomach when I laid eyes on you Or was it infection manifesting? Confused over the feeling, impatiently eating you Chikina worm chewing on the wall of my intestine I'ma eat you till there's nothing left Until my very last breath, you gon' be a nigga death Despite I prepare it the best and specialize in cooking swine as a chef, you gon' be a nigga death. Who gives if the swine's mixed with rat, cat, and dog combined? Yes, I'ma eat the shit to death. Ain't that some shit? I'ma eat some shit until what I'm eating kills me. And I choose to do that. Why? Cause that's just what niggas do. <laughs> 